Hey guys, it's Alvin and Jess, and we are The The Most Potato. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Netflix's Blue Eye Samurai. There will be spoilers ahead, so if you haven't watched this series yet, save this episode and come back after watching. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Most Potato Podcast. It's January. It's freezing. It's dreary. It sucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really going to keep the people listening? Yes. <laughs> no, but what will keep people listening is talking Blue Eye Samurai. Oh, that, yes. That's going to keep you nice and warm and toasty as you watch this woman slice grown-ass men down in half with a samurai sword. Yes. Yes. <laughs> very, very good. Very nice. So we'll be talking about Blue Eye Samurai, and I wasn't jumping on this train right away when it first blew up back in like, I think it dropped in like December. I hate taking trains, so <laughs> I wasn't even, you know, Alvin, Alvin jumped on the train and I was just like, I do what you're going to do. You and then I was shush. like, wait, that looks kind of what you watching, you know? <laughs> Where you getting off? How many stops are there? <laughs> I feel like this is how we always end up watching shows is I watch something interesting and then you walk in and you're like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And then you try to do something like doing a puzzle or reading a book or a manga or something. And yeah. then you just end up getting hooked. And I'm just like, and then you just watch the whole show. What's going on? Why are they doing that? Who's that? Uh, uh-uh, I'm about to. Yeah. It's you do the same thing when I play video games. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't like your games, but I like watching you play them because the stories are usually really good. Like so you the like the games. <laughs> I don't think I would like playing them. You got to try it. Really? Yes. I don't know. Just like how you tried watching Blue Eye Samurai and you loved it. That's different. <laughs> I didn't have to press any buttons. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I when I first heard of this show, I was like, all right, I definitely got to put this on my radar. But then I feel like that was during when like the holidays were happening and we just had no time or energy to watch anything. When did this come out? Was I don't know exactly. Like Somewhere in December. Last? Okay. Late Sometime last in December. Year, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we finally got around to watching this, and I regret waiting so long to watch it because this show is phenomenal. I really love this show, and the animation is just so gorgeous, too. Like, when I first saw the trailers, I was like, all right, this looks really cool. But then watching the episodes, you really get a full scope of, like, how beautiful the animation is. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that it's a blend of 2D and 3D. It It doesn't look like shitty PlayStation 2 cutscenes <laughs> like 3D animation. Mm-hmm. And it's not an anime either. It's a, it's an American uh, sort of production using like a French uh, animation studio. So that was really cool to like to find out. And yeah, we both really love this show. Like I, I can't wait for season two already. I'm kind of like surprised there's a season two. I know um, with how Netflix be just like slashing shows left and right, even if it's like done really well. It's like, that, oh, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but just the way that it ended, I wasn't expecting us to like continue on. I thought it was going to be like one of those series. that's just like a one and done. Um, so not with the way it ended. I would have been so dissatisfied well, if it was yeah. really going to be one season. If it ended that way, I would and fight they were just Netflix like one season. I'd be like, that's not the whole story. But I was just surprised that the story was still continuing. I thought we were going to get everything done in this one season. 
It could have um, gone that way, yeah. Yeah, it could have definitely gone that way, but... I'm glad it didn't. It, there's still more. I, I'm glad it didn't, but I'm also just like, why didn't we kill that bitch? <laughs> like, what? We'll get to that then. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Blue-Eyed Samurai basically takes place during Japan's Edo period, where a half-Japanese, half-white samurai named Mizu quests for vengeance against four white men one of whom is her father, who illegally remained in Japan during the closing of its borders. And that story alone, that idea alone, sounds really fresh and really fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love going back to, like, samurai-era stories. Like, there's so many different stories in anime and film and series mm -hmm. where, like, it, I feel like there's so many routes you can take to make it interesting. But this stood out to me sig significantly because, one, we're finally following a female protagonist, and then two, she is a biracial female protagonist. So it's like, great. She's got to deal with the, the burden of sexism, but now she got to deal with like also kind of racism. And it's not like the type of racism that you would experience from like white people per se. It's your own people seeing you as like a disgusting thing because of something you don't have control over because you're biracial, you're yeah. of, of mixed race. So I thought that was like an interesting theme that that they really focused on in the show because um we know that there have been like europeans that came to japan and traded but we never really get to see stories of like how they interacted like how obviously white men have forced themselves onto women in their land and we don't really get to see what kind of stories you get with mixed race children during that period yeah. so i don't know the full history of that stuff but i like that this opens like an avenue of like looking for other stories or even looking at historical facts of what Japanese people might have thought of people who were born of, you know, basically sexual assault because Japanese people didn't want to mix with these people. They mm. just, they saw that their leaders wanted to fucking buy guns and, and be more powerful by trading with these white guys. And they didn't fully realize how messy that quickly could get. So I don't know. The story, more of the story is white white people ruin everything once again. So, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so if you know, you know. If you're offended, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, damn. <laughs> well, okay. But yeah, I I like this character a lot. I think when I Mizu? heard the yeah Mizu when I heard the title when it first was coming out, I was just like. Blue-eyed samurai. I was just like, they gotta be a white. white man in Japan. Well, I'm <laughs> not the watching the... <laughs> it's Netflix's Iron Fist making a comeback. <laughs> I'm the Iron Fist with a sword this time. Yeah, I was just like, not that... I mean, I didn't pay any attention. I didn't watch any trailers. I just saw the title. I, I did that whole thing where I, I judged a book by its title, uh, cover, whatever. <laughs> but I was just like, uh, I'm good. Uh, but when I saw you watching it, I was just like, what is going on? What is this? And then I found mm -hmm. out the main character was... Um, a female mm -hmm. and I was just like oh wow it's like that's very interesting I was like how are they spinning this so I'm just like she's just half white half Japanese yeah um, but she's also a woman during this time so I'm like how exactly is this working for her yeah when um, no women are allowed to be warriors at least officially yeah exactly <laughs> so I was just like okay this seems really cool and it's bloody and gory and, just and gorgeous yeah, it's really <laughs> I I wasn't expecting I've to I've never seen people die so beautifully. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so how uh, I guess where, where do we want to start? I guess the the world building is one thing I want to touch on real quick cuz 
like you mentioned, we it's fascinating to see uh, a woman take the lead in a story like this because, again, legally women couldn't be warriors. And I think there's like a name for specific like warriors who are female. And I forget what the what the name was, but I don't know if they brought it up in the series. But I like that they just fully established that we're following this woman who clearly isn't allowed to be a warrior. And the way that she gets around doing that is by passing as a man. She just lets dudes assume that she's a man because that's the easiest way for her to attain vengeance is for just her to let people assume that this is a male samurai walking around. She walks around with these really cool shades, which I have no idea if Japan made sunglasses like that back in the day. I don't know my 1700s history, (laughs) but it was a cool character design. I love that it's like this badass woman just walking around with these stealthy little shades. She tries to deepen her voice and she still sounds like a woman, (laughs) (laughs) but nobody really picks up on that. So I like that um, it, it, it like emphasizes on the struggle of her having to maintain this fake identity. And then I don't even think she ever really identifies herself as either a man or a woman. She never once corrects anybody. Mm-hmm. Like even her own friends, they her friends will and eventually refer to her as him or he. And I wonder if they low-key just made a character that didn't care about identifying as either gender or if she's just like, I, I might as well just get used to this because I can't let myself slip up and let people find out that I'm a woman because then they'll come after me real quick. I guess, yeah, I mean, she would have to do that. It would it just have to be that she continues on with the narrative that she is, in fact, a man mm-hmm. who can travel alone, who can enter a city um, unchaperoned. Because um, I don't know if you like remember in the first episode where she was first, um, I forget what city it was, she first went to. And she was entering and she paid off the um, person because she has to have like a traveler pass or something. Yeah. And there was like a woman before her who was trying to get in. She had a pass, but her husband wasn't with her. And then yeah. she told the guy, she's like, my husband died, um, but he, I make the baskets and he comes here to sell them. Um, but he was just like, I'm not letting you in on chaperone with no man. So yeah. she was just out in the cold, basically, with her yeah. kid, unable to sell and make food. I mean, make money so they could buy food. Um, so Mizu has to do that and it's better not to trip up and have people think that she's a woman or s- even suggest that for a second because she yeah. um, she binds her chest um, and wraps it and she's just always like fully clothed and like baggy clothing. And, yeah. you know, she she wears those um, like those those wrist weights kind of. Yes. She has like a ma- like those. That's what she has on her like wrist. Like and her ankle. So she seems heavier. So when she does interact, I mean, it makes her stronger. But I think it's also for like when she's interacting or fighting with people. That's interesting. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah, that's instantly what I thought of. I was just like, yeah, it's going to oh. be good for combat when you're fighting. Like if you get hit, like she gets if she gets hit on her wrist, obviously she's going up against these big men. Yeah. Um, If she gets hit. Like that could be it for her because she yeah. takes a lot of hits throughout like this. Whole she gets series. fucked up like John Wick. Yes. <laughs> like they're not afraid to put her through the ringer. Very, exactly. And I, she has these little things about her because when she was um fighting for like some uh, one of the main other main characters for the like first time, she like takes off these like um wrist and ankle weights, mm-hmm. and then it makes her move quicker. And it's like in that moment she has to she has to just be what she is, and. I think it makes her lighter and quicker. Yeah. 
And she knows that she's going in for like the kill if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. But th- I think that stuff kind of protects her. And then it also parents wise helps her. Um, That's interesting. I, yeah. Didn't, yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. When I saw those, I think I saw them later into the when you were watching them, mm-hmm. um, when you were watching it for the first time. And then I started watching. And I was like, huh, I was like, interesting. But I had to rewatch the first episode because I missed that one mm-hmm. when you started watching. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, she's wearing all of this. This is like her whole getup because she like goes and she takes a bath. And I was surprised that she like took off everything and like in the middle of like kind of nowhere where I'm like anybody could show up. Um, yeah. But I was just like, she she got to bathe, you know, being <laughs> y'all, y'all bathing out there. Um, and I was just like, that was just really interesting to kind of just see her. Yeah. Um, in that like state and like know that she isn't concerned about, you know, being known as male female or whatever she's just vengeance <laughs> basically she's yeah Batman. whatever it takes to get to that <laughs> no li- literally yeah. she's so dedicated so i just think that's really interesting as like no one picks up on this no one knows i wasn't even sure watching i mean throughout even, the whole thing if anybody was even like suspecting. yeah yeah even when i first saw like the promos i thought this was a male character mm. for a good while and then i realized oh shit it's supposed to be a woman mm-hmm. and then and I like that even the promos kind of made you like almost fooled for a bit yeah. that it was a male character because it, it he she looks like a, a young teenage male, like the typical design that you would see in anime and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't even think about what, what you mentioned about like the the wristlets making her appear more manly as well. I thought that mm-hmm. that's actually really interesting and really cool. Um, and then speaking of like world building, they've they've also like fill this world with like colorful and like varied characters Mm -hmm. like her first um i guess friend or like (laughs) companion ends up being like this big ass dude with no hands who was working at a restaurant and he's just like i want to be a samurai like you so i'm just gonna follow you around (laughs) and that character is ringo and he's like a lovable fucking character he's like very simple he's like this big oafy cute dude that's just like very wholesome but he could actually do some damage to you if he really puts his mind to it. Mm-hmm. Like gradually seeing him become a warrior without even being officially trained by Mizu, no matter how much he begs her for training, I thought was really funny. Yeah. And it's like he's so versatile with his like um, with the tools that he uses for extensions for his hands. Mm-hmm. Like he'll tie like knives to his hands if he's cooking something like he's good at making soups and stuff yeah but then he'll also use those blades to cut people up (laughs) like i thought that was hilarious and but also like it made him resourceful too i like that they took a character with a disability and they just said nah he's just differently abled he's not disabled he's just differently abled yeah and he actually does contribute a lot to like the battles that come that yeah especially when Mizu get her ass beat he's like oh i made this to heal you oh drink this <laughs> she's like what the fuck is this she's just like he's like drink it you're gonna feel better and she does yeah. and she's like oh okay and he can help her heal in all these uh, ways that she's just like i don't know why you're following me she couldn't get into like um, a city and he's just like oh yeah i'm here i have you know our passes <laughs> and then he, he was like see useful <laughs> it's just like really funny yeah so he's a really lovable character and he proves to be very resourceful. And that's like one of like the um, the faults that Mizu has is that she is so hell bent on revenge, which is already a problematic goal to begin with. But she's also trying to do everything alone, yeah. which if she really tried to do this, her life would have ended in like episode one or two. Like if she was if she didn't have Ringo around, I don't know what she'd be doing besides be dead. Uh, 
not she probably wouldn't be dead. She'd just be killing a lot of people, trying not to get caught, and it wouldn't get her anywhere in her quest for vengeance. That's basically what it would do. Eventually. I guess I don't know. But Ringo poisoned people too to 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 get them out of sticky situations. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe she also comes across Tigan, who is basically like not really, but kind of her rival. Since childhood, yeah. Since childhood, he's like a a childhood bully that eventually grows up and marries into royalty. Um, And he's a formidable warrior, but he gets totally shamed when coming across Mizu during one of the episodes. I think it was like the second episode. That was the first one. Very first episode. (laughs) She just goes ahead, knocks him out, and gives him like a bald spot. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) just puts this guy to shame. Yeah. On her quest to look for this guy that has information on who's selling guns. Um, Because it'll tie to whoever this white man is that she's trying to kill. And Tygen was kind of in the way of that. And then he goes from being like this very arrogant prince, kind of like Zuko. I think you were mentioning how he's like very similar to Zuko. Even like down to his voice is kind of Mm -hmm. similar. Um, Tygen ends up being a really likable, cool character. For the most part, I guess. I like him. I like him. He's, He's still got faults by the end of the season, but he becomes... A little softer towards Mizu, at least. And he at least starts gaining some sort of ambition that's like a little more healthy for him. Um, But it also comes into conflict with Princess Akemi's goal, which is his bride. And she's like the um, she's the one that's born into royalty and her family holds all the power in Japan. And her family is basically doing business with these white guys. So. When she finds out that she's going to get married to this dude that she really doesn't like, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to run away. Basically. <laughs> not, I mean, not a, mo- a very detailed plan, but that sets up her goal and her journey of becoming somebody who's independent, who has power in Japan, which that is like impossible to gain during this era. Like during the 1700s, you will not see a woman in power in military at all. And I, I really like the setup of Princess Akemi. I really like that she ends up being this character that wants to change Japan's culture and the way that it operates, especially when it comes to uh, women's position in society. Um, and then I, I but I was also upset that they didn't set up a romance with Akemi and Mizu because I don't know about you, but I thought they were low-key hinting at something when Mizu and Princess Akemi locked eyes. In that, that first episode when yeah. she was going by? Yeah. It looked like there was some sensualness going on. I guess. I didn't you really didn't see it? I, I saw the looking, but I didn't like say, oh, yeah, Mizu, get that. And it, That's it what just, I was thinking. No, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. The only thing that I saw was Mizu and Taigen when they were like, practicing and then i was just like that's, that's what i didn't want to happen <laughs> i know i like i didn't want to hap- happen but i feel like well it didn't happen but i i it was, hinted, it was at. Like, hinted at it and i was just like i wouldn't be like mad at that it wouldn't seem so weird because tygen still he needs to grow mm-hmm. um i mean there is some character development um with him but there was like um a line between like mizu and akemi where they were she was saying that oh yeah you know Tigan could um mizu was saying to akemi that Tigan could be a great man mm-hmm. um and i feel like since we're gonna have a season two it's possible that we could see something between them eventually like he could become that great man maybe not for akemi but you know because she she had her own 
character development. Yeah. She's she's about to like make she's basically these gonna be a queen. Yeah, she will be a queen. She's gonna make these changes. Um and she's she's a lot tougher because I mean she's very whiny when she first sets off on her runaway journey. Yeah. Um and she was very whiny, but she also was able to, you know, figure things out for herself. Mm-hmm. She had some like missteps, but she she kind of fixed them herself for the most part. Um but yeah. I never saw anything like between them. I, I wasn't sure what that look was. I kinda want to like watch that again. It looked romantic um, to me. It looked sensual. It didn't feel that way to <laughs> me at all. I mean, you have to remember, like, not calling her ugly, but they call her ugly. Mizu, she's just, you know Yeah, people call her ugly, they call yeah, her a demon. They call her demon, they call her all kinds of things, but basically she's not considered attractive. Mm. And I guess that in a sense helps her travel as a man too, because no one's suspecting her of being um a woman yeah. at all. So for me, when I think about that, especially when we get into the episode that flashback to Mizu's past mm-hmm. where, um, spoiler, she was in fact married um, at one point. Yeah, that um, was a cool reveal. Yeah, she was married. She had a husband. They had a cute little time together until he turned out to be, uh, oh, I don't even like you anyway. You're ugly type guy. Like he's <laughs> one of those. But um, she has she had that. Yeah, and I feel like that was during um, she was having that flashback in a moment where she was basically she was fighting, fighting for her life, fighting to save people, getting her ass beat. Um, mm-hmm. It was like one of those like flashback scenes where it's just like, oh, this all these things are reminding me this um, of like my past. Yeah. And I love that episode um, because it just ma- it, she seemed like a different person, but it also felt like maybe she wasn't the person who we're following right now. Um, in the series on their quest for revenge, mm-hmm. um, that's just who she's always been, and yeah. it's where like even like as a little kid, it um, when they do flashbacks of her when she's younger, it just feels like that's just who she's always been—not a monster, but just someone who said, "This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I have to do," and that's all she cares about. Mm-hmm. Which, like you said earlier, does cause problems with her with her relationships with like Ringo, Tigan, yeah, um, and people who are growing closer to her as much as she probably likes to ignore it. Yeah. They're growing closer to her and like that's becoming like her group and um, they're changing her as well too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for her, she needs someone who can match her, who isn't intimidated by her. A Kemi. <laughs> A Kemi, she's, she's on her own other thing, but I think, <laughs> I think they would do good as like good friends because I would hope so because yeah, because they're on a sour note right now. Yeah, they are. And Akemi, she is a even though she is royal, has power in a sense, she's still a woman. And she's still surrounded by a lot of male subordinates that could easily get in her way. Yes. And it's a male dominated society. And I feel like her her path, her goal is to change that. Yeah. To, to have as much power and control as she can in her time um, in the seat that she's going to take, basically. And she's yeah. looking to take that seat of power and make things better, not just for herself, but for women. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's like her goal as a woman to, to push those boundaries. And Mizu's already pushing boundaries by doing whatever the fuck she wants, basically. Yeah, but hers um, is chaotic. Hers is chaotic. So their goals might come into conflict in season two. Yeah. 
It, it's possible, true. but I I still see them coming to some sort of understanding. Yeah. That's not in the bedroom or with sexual <laughs> eyes. You know, I think that's fine because Akemi, she she don't want Tygen no more. She's just like, I'm gonna stick with this guy that I married and just. Yeah, I'm I wonder if my own thing. you think she'll actually love this Shogun son that she's married to because he's at least he's. He's, he's soft-spoken, and he, yeah, I think he might be compassionate. We haven't fully seen this character fully realized, but he has a stutter, so he's clearly easily embarrassed. Mm. But he's not like rageful. He doesn't take it out on people. He's we don't, well, well, not we don't know yet, but yeah. from what we've seen, he seems like he's got potential to be an actual decent partner to Akemi. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if she'll actually end up loving him or. If there's more to this guy that we don't know, that maybe she might have to, you know, get, get up, usurp him from his seat <laughs> and take his power. Well, first you got to get rid of that mother. Um, oh God, yeah. His, yeah, his mother's a real, yeah, piece of work. So, but yeah, it, it could either go that way, and I hope that it would go that way, um, because yeah. his his mom is just she just is like our awful. Yeah, she really is, and I can only think that he grew up dealing with that and seeing that and knowing that and not um, wanting that and not wanting it so this could be different like him putting his mom in his place might be something we see in the future or him being okay with akemi doing it Mm -hmm. um could be something we see or like you said akemi surrounded by a lot of um men Mm -hmm. in this you know this role that she's going to be taking they're always making decisions um for her for women Mm mm-hmm it could easily influence him. He can see that, oh, I'm supposed to be this man. I should be the one doing this. I should be. It could easily turn to him being that type of man, mm-hmm. um, which would suck for her. And I would hope she got the right herbs to put that down. But, um, <laughs> you know, I I hope it doesn't go that way. Yeah. So far with the, the new husband or he's not the new the husband because she never married Tygen. Um, he never got to that status. Um mm-hmm. I just think that maybe it, it could go either way. And I just hope that it, it goes the way that you're saying that he's soft spoken, maybe more understanding mm-hmm. and, and wants for her to like be a queen, be a person who takes charge yeah. and has input in, I guess, what is it, Japan that they are? Or is it part of Japan that they're ruling over? Is it the whole of Japan? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't okay. fully know. I don't know my history of ed, the Edo, Edo period. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's a portion of Japan. I don't think it's okay. all of Japan. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I hope that, that that would work out for them. But I, I see Mizu and Akemi as like... Allies. Allies or at least just two strong women with goals. Mm-hmm. For themselves, but for women, even though Mizu, Mizu's opening up, it's very slow. Yeah. But because um, I see Akemi as wanting to help all women. Yeah. Because she yeah, has she that did. little, yep. that, that time in the brothel. That um, was a great fucking, that <laughs> yeah. was a great little saga. Let, yeah, let's exactly. talk about that for a bit. <laughs> I love the the brothel journey. There's something about like anime and, and like fucking the red light district where there's always like, really pivotal stories that happen around prostitution work and and like towns that are just like oppressed by powerful men. Mm -hmm. I, I, it was a very interesting journey to see a Kemi go into the world of, 
um, sex work without actually having to lay down with anybody. Yeah. That, like she wasn't there for long, but for the time that she was there, she was able to like seduce one of like the most influential guys by making himself jerk off <laughs> to, without poetry. Ha- no, to, to poetry, yeah, to poetry, which is honestly one of the most sensual and sexy kind of scenes uh-huh. kind of if the guy wasn't so gross and creepy <laughs> like if it was like a hot dude that she was into yeah that would be one of the sexiest scenes ever written like two people like reciting japanese poetry to each other yeah like you guys gotta spit bars to each other in order to get closer to your nut that's <laughs> crazy sexy like that's the stuff that we need to be seeing in movies and shit mm-hmm. like sexy scenes isn't just about like ah pounding ah yes woman <laughs> man ah like that was actually pretty beautiful. Yeah. All things considered, if the guy wasn't like so like gross. Gross, yeah. He like, was just such a I've never seen something ugh. like that before where like two people are reciting Japanese poetry mm-hmm. and then coming to a climax. I thought that was really cool. And it was really it shows how resourceful Akemi is. Yes. Like yeah. she she will find any way to get a, a job done without compromising herself. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, not that they sh- not that she'd be any less valuable as a person if she did end up having to have sex with this man, but it's impressive that she was that seductive to make a man just finish himself off while reciting poetry, like, and then also developing relationships with the sex workers and with the madam that is in charge. I think her name was Madam Kaji or something. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to write that down on our notes, but that re- relationship that she builds with those people was one of the most like entertaining most like emotional things that i've seen like i love that this woman who comes from like this just super powerful position like comes to this place where it's like the last thing she would consider coming to and she doesn't see them as lessers she sees them as equals she sees these women as people that need to be free of this work because this is all for men's pleasure and men's gain Mm -hmm. And these women don't have many options. Women in general do not have options in this world. They're just there to be mothers or be caretakers or just be centers of pleasure. And Akemi just goes, nah, I want to free these people. Yeah. And then the fact that she's able to get them like work in her own castle so that they don't have to rely on prostitution anymore. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then Mizu's contribution to this story was also really cool and just like heartbreaking because not like Mizu also comes into contact with the madam and she's looking for information to get closer to um, Abijah Fowler, the the big white dude that is like the main villain of, of this season. And the fact that she has to go and kill a um, a woman who is basically being held against her will by one of like the military dudes. Yeah. And the madam says, I want you to go kill this woman because I need to free her from this torment because she basically loved her like a daughter. And that story was like heartbreaking to watch. I really loved how like this woman loved this person so much. She's actually doing something very twisted by sending somebody to kill her in order to free her from this torment. Yeah, that was a really tragic story. And and when um when Mizu actually goes through with assassinating her, it happened so quick. I it, it caught me by surprise because when when she found the woman, she was like calming her down because like uh, the things were getting hectic in the building. Yeah. And it, it was just like she she held the woman close and was hugging her and just telling her it's OK. And, and then not once did it click in my brain that 
Mizu was going to kill her right then and there. I thought she was going to have a change of heart or something, bring her back. I did too for a second. I thought she was just going to bring her out with, yeah. Uh, and then when she killed this woman, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then, but then I was just like, but this woman, she's... Mizu is so hell-bent on getting revenge. Even when she feels awful about what she's doing, she's still willing to go through with it. The same way that Akemi is willing to go through anything, except she's somehow able to find new, more new creative ways mm-hmm. around doing something without feeling compromised. Yeah, Mizu constantly does things that compromises her morality and, and her feelings, and but she still pushes through that. And it's just very fascinating to see a character like her make these very dark decisions, the same way that many male characters do. Like, there's not enough characters who are female who are portrayed in this way. And I don't know if it's because a lot of writers don't get a chance to do this or if Hollywood just thinks women could never do these gray area decisions. But I'm like, hello, women are people. Like, if they're desperate, they're going to do whatever it takes to get what they want. Yeah, and I don't feel like it was also just about her getting the information so she could continue on um, with her revenge. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, what is it? Um, Madame Kaji, she tells her like how the girl came to her and um, she said that she was, um, she doesn't speak. She's um, deaf yeah. as well too. So they had like sign language going on between them. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Madame Kaji was really like kind with her and sweet and patient. Mm-hmm. And um, they had like this um, sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, um, what it meant exactly. But I remember she told me, so she's like, when you see her do this sign to her, so she knows that mm-hmm. it's me sending you. Yeah. Because the girl was just taken by um, a mob boss or whatever. Yeah. And, She's basically, like you said, she's being held against her will. She she wasn't going to have to do any sex work at yeah. all. Madame Kaji yeah. wasn't going to have her doing any of that work. Yeah. Um, that was she just she saw this girl and it was just like a different relationship and she wanted to protect her yeah. from that. So it wasn't like that. So the fact that this girl got taken and she was basically having to do sex work by for, with this man mm. who was keeping her captive, it was just like. I rather her be dead because I promised to her that I wouldn't let this happen to her. And, you know, my promise was basically broken. Yeah. And there was nothing even Madame Kaji, who is in charge of the brothel. She doesn't have enough. She power. doesn't have enough power. There's only so much power she has. She's still a woman. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm pretty sure she sees the girl in the, in the city that they're in once in a while. They see each other. And it's like it was probably just so painful for them. And honestly, for the girl she probably rather have just not been there there was no way she's going back and i think they know their position as women Mm -hmm. it's either keep putting up with this and dealing with this Mm -hmm. or death is the only way out yeah um and i feel like that's why madame kaji was just like do this let her know that like do the sign to her let her know that it's me sending you that i'm sorry and that she does care about her and this is her way of saving her it's the only way because she could take her back the girl could run away Mm. but it's just it's gonna be even more brutal for her who knows what's gonna happen yeah so i think that mizu also sees this as much as she she's going around pretending to be a man walking around but she's still a woman yeah. and she still knows how that goes. Yeah. If it's found out that she is a woman and she knows how it is for other women. And I think there's always moments like that where she sees like 
I'm having this privilege. Like I still have to be careful for, with it because it could easily be discovered and taken away. But yeah. just look at the difference. And it's something as simple as a mother wanting to sell baskets to make money to feed herself and her children is something women can't even do. Yeah. So, without the permission of a man. Yeah. As shocked as I was when she killed the girl, I was just, I still felt like it had to be done. It was either this or her continue to be just used and mistreated however these guys wanted of her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a tough decision, but it's also like, I think, Mizu doing it and her being, you know, a woman, it makes sense. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like this is just for her gain only. It she's just like this. I don't want to do this, but I feel like she felt like this needed to be done for her. And she, yeah, I saw under, that too. Yeah, she could understand Madame Kaji's story and the girl's story in their relationship. Yeah. So it, there's still that. So like she's still a woman because yeah. she knows that this is how women are treated. Yeah. Yeah. And then that just leads to a whole just like calamity afterwards when when Mizu oh, gets yeah. discovered. She killed a little boy too. Because <laughs> there was a little boy that was working <laughs> nearby that that building and she he went ahead and snitched on the on the like one of the soldiers. Yeah. And then that's when the whole brothel just gets completely overtaken by these um soldiers. And it, it leads to one of the most badass fucking scenes in the series where Mizu's taking on all these dudes. And then you see a little bit of what Akemi and Ringo can do as well. Like they don't do much, but when they, when they face people, they actually they can actually kill people, which also further proves that uh, that Mizu can't do this shit alone. Because then this this later ties into the flashback scene that you talked about about oh, yeah. when Mizu was dreaming about the time that she was actually married. If she didn't have Akemi there to bail her out, and, and Ringo, she probably would have died under that door, just suffocating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So and just the all the action was like spectacular and, and it was like beautiful to watch again. The, the animation is just fucking gorgeous. It's it's like moving paint like that. That's how I describe this series. But at the same time, it's so heartbreaking to see this brothel getting torn down because that's the last thing that we wanted to see is the soldiers finding out that the woman that they were holding was taken from the, the brothel. And then now they have to go and charge in. Mm hmm. And it's just like, man, this, the action's so fucking cool, but I really don't want this to happen either. <laughs> and then that's when it also leads to the scene of Mizu just allowing Akemi to get taken back by the royal guard. Yeah. And that's what starts this whole beef between Mizu and, and, and Akemi because she's just like, listen, Akemi, you're not my problem. I'm, I'm going to find this white man that I want to kill. <laughs> you, you need to go back to the castle. <laughs> so like, yeah. it, it further emphasizes Mizu's still kind of just like doing the wrong thing here of like she's still only out for herself like i it makes sense why mizu says oh what you're going through is none of my business but it's like and honestly i mean mizu could stop with the revenge thing but akemi's just like i need to find taigan i want to marry him i don't want to marry this 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 other guy i don't know who he is and i'm just like Girl, yeah. we we doing some like real serious shit over here and you just looking for Tigan's bitch ass who <laughs> ran away from you and postponed your wedding just so he could go and kill Mizu, who he's kind of having feelings for. Who basically got a boner. Yeah, they, yeah, they there was literally a scene like, of him getting a boner on her. They were sparring and I was just like, that's mm. that's the sensual sparring. eyes I remembered from this sparring. series. <laughs> Show me your bankai. Basically, that's what was going on. The bankais were out. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, one was out. But 
it was just like it was like a conflict of interest coming towards yeah. each other and it just like i didn't expect mizu to to take a kemi with her on this journey yeah it just it wouldn't have made sense yeah um so i i like that they just build up the drama too mm-hmm. and, and just, it just makes sense it's not for the sake of adding drama it makes sense why mizu wouldn't be interested in taking a kemi along because like she's got her own shit that she wants to deal with the last thing she's worried about is the princess running away from from her uh, new uh, soon to be husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that they naturally set up the um, the vitriol and, and the drama between these two. Um, that, that was a fantastic episode and a fantastic scene. Um, I wanted to get into Mizu's um, further backstory as a child. There was like an episode further into the season where we're looking at um, Mizu's childhood with um what was the what was his name master edgy, edgy, edgy yeah. yeah the 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 ma- the blind man who makes swords for people i really like their relationship they're they're a fascinating duo because basically mizu becomes um an adoptive son to this man i don't think he ever really knows that mizu is a girl because he just assumes and then mizu never once corrects this man that like no i'm a girl i think she tried to tell him he's just like you came here as like a lost stupid boy or something yes leave and as not a lost stupid, stupid man man yeah or something so um, even yeah. when mizu's fully grown he's still referring to mizu as a man so i don't think he ever really knows or i don't know i don't know maybe he just like goes with it as well mm-hmm. um but i really like their relationship together because after the whole fallout with mizu and, and her mom thinking that she died in a fire um, she basically gets raised as a swordsmith and then also eventually becomes a warrior. Um, but they both bond because they're both seen as outcasts. Mm-hmm. He's a blind man, but he's he's still of use to people because he can make swords for people still. Yeah. And then he knows that uh, Mizu is of mixed race. She's white and Japanese. And... She, he takes her in because he sees that there's still value in something that's impure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they actually have a there's like this conversation that they have when they're talking about metals. Um, they talk about mixed metal, which is also a metaphor for mixed race. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the process of making a blade and they and, and Master Edgy saying like, oh, like no blade is perfect. If it's too perfect, it'll just shatter completely. You need to have impurities mixed in there. The out, the exterior is hard, but in the center, it's soft. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that it just, they were also talking about her mixed racialness. Yeah. Um, Because there's rampant hatred for anybody that's seen with like any mixed features, whether you have like blue eyes or like lighter hair. Or round eyes. Yeah. yeah. That was like one of the insults the kids threw at her when they were like bullying her yeah um yeah they were like you have round eyes like a dog or something like that i was like damn yeah (laughs) and it it just made me realize like wow like this is i wonder if that's actually what people really thought of when back in the day in 1700s if you're mixed race like did people really just hate you just because you were of mixed race and like that you can't choose that it's not your fault yeah i mean i it from what i've read it definitely was i mean that's they wanted to keep japan japan japanese they wanted to be like that and I mean, as I don't know if many people know, but basically America forced their way in. Yeah. They threatened. And I mean, Japan, the size of Japan compared to America and any allies it might have. And it was and Europe it too, was yeah. bound to happen. 
And this um, is kind of what the show's teasing, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely teasing that. I mean, there's a whole reason why they were closed off. And and this show, I, I was I like how it was just like there was like four white men that came in <laughs> and then there was one hiding. And I'm just <laughs> the like four wait. elements. <laughs> white, white, white. And white. <laughs> Together, they, they brought calamity to Japan. <laughs> calamity gone on. <laughs> yes. And, and I just, I like that because from what I've read of like Japan's history, it was just like Japan wants to keep Japan Japanese. They right. Don't want and they didn't want to depend on other they economies. Don't want their, yeah. They don't want their culture or anything to be stripped away, stripped away, diluted, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's where that comes from because even now, um, you know, with a lot of different people that i follow like on social media um when they talk sometimes um you have japanese people interviews interviewing people who are of mixed race and they're Mm -hmm. half japanese and maybe they're from like brazil or Or africa their parents yeah um and it's really interesting to see them say yeah i grew up here in japan it was hard i was bullied when they're like young but then as they get like maybe a little older maybe like high school um you know college they are a little more popular sometimes. Yeah, they're because ex- more the, accepted. They're accepted because now it's just like, oh, they they look cool. They look exotic. It's like a they fetishization almost. Exactly. That's what it seems like to yeah. me, at least when they talk about it. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, that is still their culture, the people who are mixed race. And mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, it was bad when I was little, but now, you know, they're cool with me. And I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause it's, it's complicated. It's, it's complicated. Cause I'm like, that's so sad that that's what you had to deal with. Like as a kid yeah. and then kids can be awful. But oh it's yeah. Just like when you're clearly like the, like one different person there and like target. that can't be easy. You are a target. Um, and then like, as you get older, it's like, Oh, now that they think I look cool or, you know, maybe I have something that they want. Mm-hmm it's okay now. Right. It's just like, that's like a lot for a person to deal with. I feel like, and just listening to it, I was just like, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like bad, but they seem like okay with it. So it's like, it's a struggle. So that's why like watching this when they were just like, Oh yeah, you devil or whatever. And they have the blue eyes and stuff or their eyes are are big and round or something. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting because it makes sense, I guess for that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I hear Bullying Japan at a young age is like really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in country, like, I think it's a universal problem in general. But it yeah, it is. But like the stuff that you hear, I'm just like, wait, what? I'm like, where's where are the teachers? Where are the where's the grown ups? What's going on? They're too busy accusing each other. He's stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I it makes me wonder if me someone like Mizu is ever going to be fully accepted by society as the s- series comes to a close with future seasons. I hope that they continue to explore that because they put so much emphasis of that identity in this first season alone. And that conversation mm-hmm. with Master Edgy kind of gives a little bit of hope for people like Mizu because um, when Master Edgy was describing how to make the sword and how you have to keep impurities in it, mm-hmm. he has this quote that I, that I saved that I, I, it just stood out to me because um, Mizu asks him, well, you know, does it make sense to leave impurities in the metal? Like, doesn't it make sense to have the metal fully pure to be strong? And then he says um, something along the lines of, we must leave something how God made it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like really like almost like a loving thing for him to say, because it kind of one, it he's explaining how you still have to have natural impurities in the metal in order for the sword to work. Yeah. He's also subtextually he's saying 
you know, he, he's also saying that, yes, you are impure. You are a demon, mm-hmm. but you are of value as well. And you need to accept the parts of you that you don't like or that the parts that people don't like, because that's how you were intended when you came out. Mm-hmm. And he's also talking about himself. He's he's blind. I don't know if he was born blind or if he. I, I can't remember what he told oh, um, I, Ringo. Ringo I think was, he was born um, without his hands. And I think I think Master Edgy is born blind because his eyes are of a lighter color. Okay. So that usually your eyes are a lighter color because you were born that way. Okay. Your eyes typically don't turn like that if you become blinded later in life. Mm. Um, so I think he was also reaffirming his existence as well mm. of leaving things as God intended. So I thought that was really nice. And I wonder if, if him talking about that also connected to like the special metal that they were working on because it came from like a fucking asteroid. Yeah. And I wonder if that was also symbolic of like God sending them this like gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really like a really cool conversation. Um, but it also made me question too, like if master edgy didn't have his blindness, if he was able to see just fine, would he still accept someone like Mizu? That's, that's something that I'm still questioning right now. He was questioning it himself too. Like, yeah, cause she, she was just like, you know, if you saw me, like, you know, I'm, you would reject he's me. He's just like, well, I'm blind. So I it's like, what is, what is, what is a monster to me? Or what, it's something yeah. along the lines of what is your mixed race to me? I can't even see you. Yeah. So it made me wonder, like, I don't know if he'd be that gracious <laughs> if he was able to see. I mean, he might. I mean, he seems like he just kind of lives on his own. He doesn't yeah, really he's bother a recluse. with anybody. So I don't feel like it would be that big of a deal. But that's the thing you don't know. And like you said, we have to leave things as God intended them to be. Yeah. And now mizu appears to him and she stays even though he's like all right you can go now bye and (laughs) and she doesn't leave and he's just like (laughs) he did this thing that like my my mom always says she's just like oh this is what her her dad would do he's gonna bring that up. i wish i had a daughter to like to bring me uh, uh, some water or something like that he's just (laughs) like he's like i wish there was someone to like you know make Make me some tea (laughs) some tea would be nice and he's like i wish there was someone to bring me my um my my pliers my pliers and he's like (laughs) The longer ones, <laughs> and then, and then the, he's like always saying that, and then like that's yes. how she ends up staying there. And I just thought that was like the funniest thing. Yeah, um, I was just gonna bring that up. I yeah. was like, this man's Belizean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was so funny. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, he doesn't even seem to know. But yeah, if if he would accept her, and then it's also, does he know that she's a girl? I don't think so. Even though she tried to, but it felt like he knew. That's why he kept saying like, knows. don't say it. Just like yeah let's just leave things how they are it's bad enough i know you're of mixed race bitch (laughs) (laughs) basically but yeah i i like their little um story and how they come back because i i started watching like midway maybe i don't know maybe i started the beginning of season i mean episode two when Mm -hmm. you were watching yeah so then um when you know mizu is like really injured her and taigan and they go back to um uh ng um I just thought that was really interesting because I was like, who is this guy? What is their relationship like exactly? So I had to watch episode one and I saw it and I was just like, oh, wow. I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, their relationship to me um, to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if these relationships are going to strengthen or weaken with Mizu because I wanted to get into like her thirst for revenge because that's kind of like the main plot here. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like I'm already having questions about if it's even worth getting revenge just because I don't know, like she's Mizu is like affecting a lot of valuable relationships that she has. I feel like she can make a lot more impactful change if she aligns herself with people like Ringo mm -hmm. and Akemi and Taigen. But she continues to like go off on her own to try to get to this Abijah Fowler guy. And I totally get it. Like, I, if shit, if, if I was born into a, a world that doesn't accept me just because I was impure or of mixed race and nobody, it, nobody would accept me, I'd probably want to kill my dad or like my potential dad. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, like she pushes so many people away as well. Like Ringo's feelings got really hurt at one point. Um, and I just wonder if even if she got the revenge that she wanted, what would she be coming back to? if she's most likely going to be isolated and alone, it makes me question if she's even going to get revenge or if she might end up giving that up in order to achieve something greater with people like Ringo and people like Akemi. Well, right now she's just like, she's got to kill this man yeah, or die trying. <laughs> yes. Like that's basically <laughs> like all she cares about, but you're right. She does hurt Ringo's feelings. He does say some stuff like basically like, bitch we're here we're friends you got people like yeah you why are you acting like everybody says you are basically and yeah because she does become a monster not because of her race but because she just is very isolated yeah and she does the, the, the typical thing that a lot of male characters do when they go for revenge is they isolate themselves mm -hmm. and they're only about themselves like just look at vinland saga the, the dude has so many regrets now mm -hmm. um so I wonder because like at the end of the season, she ends Mizu ends up not killing Abijah Fowler, which <laughs> which I totally get. I because I, I think there's more to gain by keeping him alive. As annoying as it is, as frustrating as that is, as much as even I wanted him dead because he's just mm -hmm. so gross and annoying yeah. and awful. He does have a point. He's like, if you want to kill the rest of us, you don't want to kill me because I know their information, their names, their locations. You're gonna you're gonna need me to get your actual revenge, and I, I can point you to who your father is. But is he lying? <laughs> That's the thing. I'm just like we he could really be. Gonna, he could be lying, and then she going off to what was it? England. Yeah, London. Um, London. And he's yep. like, oh yeah, I bet you don't know what this is, London. And I was just like, we don't, because we're staying here, and you're dying. Yeah. So nobody cares about London. But she yeah. keeps him alive and she takes him. She's on a boat. That's how the season ends, and she's on her way to London. And I'm just like. <laughs> What are you going to do in London when you haven't even heard of London? No English. No English. <laughs> no English or anything like that. My English um, is not very good looking. Yeah. Like, I just, I wanted him to just die. I was just like, maybe we could just get some info elsewhere. Like, I don't know. No, I think that, I think this, this course makes sense. I think she would have to go abroad because there's no white, uh, there's no other white men in Japan anymore. The other three are out, out overseas. She hasn't been. <laughs> all over every inch of Japan to know they probably hide him right there in some cave or something like that. But she would know easily based on just the military having only that one white guy because they would be trading with other white guys and she would know about it easily. I guess. So <laughs> I think it made sense to keep him alive if she really wants to get her revenge. Because at the end of the day, she still wants to kill all four of these guys, yeah. not just her dad. So if she really wants that. And this guy isn't her dad. Yeah. So... 
which I was I was trying to guess like the whole time I was watching. I'm like, is, could could he be the father? Even he asked, like, <laughs> where's <already>, Mori? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they have their own version in Japan <laughs> back in the, the Edo period. We need more. Yeah. Here. You I like how even he acknowledged like I, you could be my kid. I don't fucking know. That was before. That's so awful. Yeah. He's so gross. He's vile. Um, so I don't know. On the one hand, I want Mizu to get revenge on these white dudes. But mm. on the other hand, it's like you could also be exercising your energy on something more valuable, like fortifying Japan and making it stronger so that it doesn't get impacted by foreigners again the way that it did before. Because I feel like they're doing a rewrite of history here. This is like a historical fiction thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as much as I want this nasty dude to, to go down, I'm also curious to see what they're going to use him for in season two. Especially since they're going to be running around together. <laughs> no, I'm hoping that she gets a lead and we cut his throat and then we <laughs> go on to the next thing. And I don't uh, know, maybe we find the next white man. Maybe season two could be like two white men. And then like <laughs> season three could be one white man with blue eyes. And like that that's what the first episode is <laughs> called. One white man with blue eyes. Like that's because I, I could not stand him. He's just so gross. Yeah. And I was just like, I it's disgusting. Yeah. Everything about it's disgusting. And I'm just like, oh, you guys just come in and ruin everything. Yep. Why? Take everything and then you take over. Forcing these people to open up their country and they he, don't want to. He openly said, I want to come to this wo- land and like make it mine. And I want to get rid of everything that you guys love and care about. Like, We're going to bring a European country here. Like, go go back to, to Europe. Yeah, just you, go back to your own you land. You have your own land. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You want to conquer all the lands and then what what are you gonna do because i feel like you just have a an eternal thirst for conquering things when you've conquered everything you're just gonna go back to conquering each other like you did before you went to the americas and asia it's just gonna be white people on white people crime i'm like what y'all need to focus (laughs) on is building spaceships and taking your ass to another planet and y'all could do don't terrorize the aliens now come (laughs) on (laughs) no the aliens gonna tear their ass up and then we won't have to worry about them but no i think it's just a Season three. It's just blue eyed samurai alien. Yeah, <laughs> it's just humans. It's just humans. That's yeah, because what it is. yeah, because Europeans aren't the only ones who are in constant conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, someone's always got to be in charge and power, and someone always wants to take it from them, and it's just it's always going to be like that because humans suck. And I think that is that is what we take away from this this series. <laughs> that, that humans suck. <laughs> I mean, we see, yeah, we see that humans can be very shitty to each other, but we also see the glimpses of beauty, like what we've seen mm-hmm. with with the um, um, the red light district, um, and with Mizu forming these friendships unintentionally. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see how these the story and these uh, characters and these relationships develop in future seasons. I'm so glad they confirmed the season two. Um, the creator Amber uh, Noizumi and Michael Green they confirmed that they have ideas for at least up to four seasons and then end it there so one season per white man basically (laughs) that's what i was thinking (laughs) just like book one book two book three for avatar the last airbender (laughs) Uh, one book for for each element like one one season for one white guy to 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 go after yeah oh wow yeah so uh, yeah i i can't wait to see more of this this show i'm so glad we ended up watching this i'm glad that you loved it so much that we Mm -hmm. ended up talking about it yeah like this was definitely it went under our radar for a while but we got to talk about it and i can't wait to see the future of this show 
and, and just keep up the animation and, and treat your animators well, please. Don't overwork anyone. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's what's your final rating on this? What what would you give this, oh, this wow. season? When's the last time I rated something? I'm so confused. <laughs> um, what is our rating system again? So we oh, have. Guys. <laughs> so we start with rotten potato as the worst. Then we have salty spud. Mm. Then baked potato. Mm -hmm. Then loaded potato. Mm. And then finally the legendary most potato. Most potato. Um, gosh, this is hard. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I might want to give it a loaded potato. Um. I don't know. I don't know if I'm I'm gonna be dropping a lot of most potatoes um this year, but <laughs> I feel like I would want to watch this again, and I definitely can't wait for season two. But I'm gonna give it a loaded potato for now. Um, okay. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I but I I need to sit down and like watch it as a whole because I was watching with you uh, when you like. And then you went backwards in time. Yeah, and then I was, yeah, so, and then sometimes I was, like, a little distracted, so, like, I think I want to watch it collectively as a whole, but I'm, like, right in the middle, like, on the cusp of it being the most potato, because mm -hmm. I really love the animation, I loved the story, and I just loved all the, the action and the beautiful red blood flying everywhere, it was mm -hmm. really great. And also, um, I forgot to mention the soundtrack, the needle drops that they, they had yeah. in all the, like, the coolest songs that I've heard, Japanese like lyrics uh, versions of a fucking Metallica song <laughs> at one point while M Mizu's killing fools. Yeah. Hey, God. Yeah. It's, Sorry. It's, continue. No, it's yeah. It, there's, there's a lot. I feel like there's like a lot of stuff that we didn't touch on. I wish mm -hmm. we could do like, um, every like episode, Yeah. you know, we could just talk about that or just, you know, as every episode there is, but this is definitely something to watch and something to look forward to for this season two. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely going to watch it again. So I could very really easily change this to a most potato once I watch it again. But right now it's a loaded potato for me. What okay. about you? So for you, tentative loaded potato. For me, this is an instant most potato. Of course. I, I Yeah, because I, I can't even come up with any complaints. Mm -hmm. I, the writing is so good. The acting is superb. The animation is superb. The story was wonderful to watch. It took things that we see over and over again and just put a fresh spin on it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's all I can ask for in a series in general. Forget that it's animated just as a show in general. It really just knocked it out of the park. It's a lot better than what I've seen in animation in the last year, like including some anime. Jujutsu. <laughs> um, get mad get mad jujutsu was trash this season and i don't care what no one says starting wars yeah you can message me that's fine yeah. but you're wrong anyways yeah. continue babe i agree but yes that's, that's <laughs> for another time <laughs> leave death threats in the comments for us <laughs> um, yeah this is the most potato for me i i enjoyed it from beginning to end i just every episode i was in, engulfed in it and i just cannot wait for more of this world i really hope that we get a complete series of this i mm -hmm. don't want any fucking cancellations no cliffhangers yeah let this married couple cook and, and just do their work mm -hmm. so most potato for me and load potato loaded potato for me yes it's an overall fantastic show so you guys clearly have to watch because we are the arbiters of truth mm -hmm. and facts yes. when it comes to entertainment Mm -hmm. So go watch this show. It's on Netflix. Go watch it before they do some stupid shit and be like, you know what? Cancel. Uh, yes. <laughs> or you know what? It's going to be $25 a month with ads if you want. <laughs> with <free>. ads. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it will get to that point. Don't say that, please. It's like you, you're basically cable that you're paying for now. Oh, my gosh. All right. So that's all our thoughts on Blue Eye Samurai. I hope you guys enjoyed this lovely, lovely episode because it's the best episode so far because we're, <laughs> we're talking about one of the best shows so far. Yeah. So, yeah, leave all your thoughts and comments in the comments section if you're on YouTube. If we have polls and questions on Spotify, definitely fill those out. We want to hear your thoughts on this show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell, uh, pay us, do do uh, blood sacrifices, sacri- oh, give us wow. your firstborn child. Okay, um, I don't want no pick me. Whatever it takes, guys, to, to show your love for us and support, we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with you, oh my God. <laughs> thank you guys for listening um stay tuned for more episodes where we've got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about soon so stay tuned for the next episode drop and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time and remember guys be mixed race and be proud and you're a fucking demon oh yes you're so funny babe yes thank you (laughs) all right bye guys bye